Welcome everyone to Wallet Talks Podcast. I am here with my wife, Tiffany Alexander. I am your host, Jason Alexander, and we are financial educators where we're trying to make money simple for you so that you can reach your financial goals. Today, we're going to talk about how to save for that rainy day because it's coming. It's coming. Hey, don't get it twisted like that song, It Doesn't Rain in Southern California. <laughs> it's going to rain everywhere. Everyone's going to experience some rain. So we're going to talk about um, how to get started, why it's important, uh, what to make it a priority, and some other things about rules and engagement and just, just getting started. But first, we're going to talk about our history on how we were taught about saving. So, Tiffany, what was your household like? And, you know, to try to be uh, as discreet as possible. <laughs> well, my parents, just in general, as a kid, I don't remember learning so much about finances and about savings and things of that sort. But as I was a young adult, I definitely can still hear my dad because he still tells me this stuff about how important it is to quote unquote, as he says, save your money. And no, you gotta have some base in that. You better save your money. That's not how he says it. He says, save your money. It's yeah, not your. Oh, oh. Anyways, so he he still reinforces that to this day. My mom doesn't really speak about that much, but I know that she saves. I know that my dad saves. That is just something that they have made a practice of. And so from that, I have an example of how I was taught to save, but it was more so from my remembrance of it being more my young adult and now. So were you really taught how to save or were you just told to save? I don't think I was taught how to save. Okay. Because it just, sounds like just, you were just told, <laughs> save, yeah. your, save your money. Yes. That's it. Yes. And again, we don't always remember everything we're taught, right? So it's very possible they had conversations and it went in one ear and out the other. Like we've heard of people always talk about that. Like yeah, where they no, hear that's... their parents and they're like, oh, da, 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 all I hear is jibber jabber. So it's very possible that, that it happened, but I just don't remember. But I know in more recent times, they definitely, I know that they save. But in terms of teaching, you know, I don't recall that. So that's interesting because I don't recall my mother or father telling me to save. But my mom for sure sat me down and showed me how to save or to structure my bills so that not everything is going out the door at the same time. Okay. So what I mean by that is like, she told me through her example when on Sunday morning she will sit at the table and have all her bills and she will go through her bills and, and okay. things like that. So that taught me like, okay, you need to, that's, this is a routine that you need to have. But also on the flip side, when I got my first car, she told me how to structure my my uh, car payment mm. to save uh, on. It wasn't like to save money, but it was to save from having those overdraft fees. Okay. Because I had too much coming out of one check. She was like, hey, just make your payments over these next two checks. And I was mm. like, oh, she structured it and she pulled out a calendar and showed me how to do that. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. I guess, too, she allowed me to spend my own money as a child. When I got a, a lump sum uh, from birthdays or uh, I hate to say like child support or whatever, 
she allowed me to go to the store and say, hey, you gonna spend your own money. So I was, I remember one time I was really amped. I was probably 12, 13 years old. I got this big lump of money, about like $200, $300. And I was like, yo, I always been wanting to get the Nikes or the Jordans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, go ahead, it's your money, spend it. And I was like, all right, cool. But when I got to that store and I saw those prices, mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute. So am I gonna use all my $200 on that one shoe, mm-hmm. when I can get over here two shoes for $80 mm-hmm. and I'll have 120 that's what I went with. Because also my mom would do, whenever we went to like the factory outlet, mm-hmm. she'd be like, oh no, we got two for one over here. Let's do this, 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 mm-hmm. this. And so I hated the first, at first I hated the fact that we would get like low brand stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for me to actually spend and to save, I was, I fell into what I saw. I think I've had, I know I've had similar experiences with that. And my parents, especially my dad, was not going to be paying for the Nikes and things of that sort. Doesn't mean we didn't have them, but we definitely weren't getting them on rotation or getting them often at all. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely is a different experience when you have your own money. So I definitely, I've had experiences where, I don't necessarily want to spend what my parents would have spent if I had my own money. So it does change the way that you kind the of spend dynamic. money. Yeah. yeah. So and so in this episode, folks, we're going to talk about um, not just our experience, but also have a conversation on what we've learned over the last five years of being financial educators on this whole thing about saving. Because there's a couple myths that I want you to talk about too, Tiff, about um, that you really hone in when we talk to our clients um, the difference between savings and emergency fund or saving and investing so we're going to go through those things and and land the plane at uh how to get started but the before we get started i want to say this there's a over our five years of financial educating we have seen phases of financial health so most majority of people who are nine to fivers are making a living, but it's, they feel still insecure. Mm -hmm. And then through our debt freedom journey, we found and experienced what we now call financial security. Okay. And now we're striving to get to a place of financial independence. Okay. So let me break that down before we get into savings, because I think it's going to tie into why you need to save, like why is important. So, Financial insecurity is, from my experience, where you have trouble making payments of, of unexpected payments. Okay. So if your tires goes out, you you are reaching for the credit card because you don't have the actual cash to pay for it yourself. You're reaching, you're asking someone else to help you because you don't have the resources within your own coffer. Okay. All right. So you're essentially living what is called like paycheck to paycheck, okay? okay? Transitioning to financial security is where you are you're not derailed by an unexpected bill or emergency, like okay. a rainy day, right? Okay. So you're not you're you're not derailed if the water heater goes out or mm-hmm. your child gets sick, or because and you have to take time away from home. Because you have enough saved up to cover that, to be that buffer in this low period. Okay. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you get to that stage, you you're you feel more secure to handle all the wilds of just everyday life, versus on the other hand was. I'm stressing about how to make these decisions, how to how to go day to day, how to go month to month. So that's the difference between financial, in my opinion, insecurity to security. We're striving to be financially uh, independent, where our income, I mean, our lifestyle is not funded by our efforts alone. It's independent of us working. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a goal. And I said it before on multiple podcasts. We have a goal to have passive income that covers our lifestyle Mm -hmm. so that we have our time freed up. Mm -hmm. And some people call that financial freedom. But the bridge from one place to another is the accumulation of your savings account. So let's get into that's a little bit of why it's important, but let's get into how to do it. uh, When's a good time to start? Things like that. A good time to start is now. (laughs) Um Let's face it, outside of, you know, us dealing with inflation and job loss and things of that sort, you know, life happens every day. Things happen to people every day, and it's about whether or not you're able to respond to it. And in this case, respond financially to it. And with the tax season coming upon us, that is a great opportunity to start thinking about if you if you are going to get a refund, you know, what that money could be used towards in an emergency fund is a great option to do that with. So in terms of just how to make it a priority, you know, how to be motivated, the one thing we strongly encourage is thinking about your why. So yeah. like for us, we don't want to skip a beat, yeah. right? We want it to be able to continue our lifestyle and that's why we build up for an emergency fund. And we want to continue to be able to accomplish some of our financial goals, right? Yeah. But well, we sit down and talk about our why. How often do we talk about our why? It seems like every budget meeting, which is yeah, every true. month. That's we're true. just We're always thinking about what we want to do next and, and how we can do it. Yeah, we go, back to the, we go back to the foundation and then we transition from there. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, a lot of times we don't want to think about the negative, but we need to think about the worst that can happen financially and prepare for it instead of being caught off guard. Um, I think that one thing we also think about is how can it affect others? Mm. And others may just be me and you in this case, Mm -hmm. but if you have a family, for instance, or you have other people that depend on you, or you have different charities and things of that sort that you contribute to something like a financial setback could keep you from being able to accomplish those particular goals and do those things that you want to do for your family and others it goes a little bit into giving right it does okay i was just making sure yeah that just clarifying it lies a little into giving but you can give to these charitable organizations or to your family members because you have that Buffer. Yes. So basically, if you say that you had job loss, for instance, yeah, but you had an emergency fund that could absorb your everyday expenses, you may still have money in your budget to cover things that you still care about, which is giving, for instance. Mm-hmm. And with job loss, you know, if you get unemployment, you may still get a check. You will probably get a check. And 
that amount that you get, for instance, that could be used towards some things that you care about and then use your emergency fund for things that are more important. And that kind of goes into what we talk about, which is rules of engagement. So we talk about saying, what do I want to use this emergency fund for? Mm -hmm. For us, it's, you know, our bare necessities, right? Yeah. It's housing, food. Transportation. And, and transportation. And transportation, like, as it relates to going to and from yeah. the house and right. any possible oil repairs or things Car of that maintenance. sort. Car maintenance, exactly. But before you, before you go on, I, I want to ask this question. How would you answer someone who says, I'm trusting the Lord? For any circumstances that come up, I'm trusting the Lord. There's also wisdom. You know, there's wisdom. And I'm reminded of a Bible story that you know about, right? Go ahead. About the talents. Go ahead. And basically, like not squandering your talents and mm. not squandering your money and, and making sure that you are... Uh, being financially responsible. Mm -hmm. And so God gives us money to be able to t not only take care of ourselves, but to take care of other people as, as needed. And you want to make sure that you are definitely thinking about your own security. Yeah. 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 So, oh yeah. So, so yeah, God wants you to be responsible with the talents that he gives you. Now I know there's a, like a scripture that talks about he looks to see if you're faithful of a little, that you'll be, if you're faithful of a little, there's a proverb saying, like, I think it's a proverb scripture, but if you're faithful of a little, you'll be faithful of a much. So there's a element of stewardship or management skills that we all have to acquire so that we can handle more. We have to show that we have the capacity to handle what we, what we already have and be stable mm -hmm. and 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 sufficient. So that includes having that that savings for those rainy days and things of that nature. So that's why another reason why it's important to save so that you can have it. But also from a faith perspective, I think like you said, God is looking for us to optimize what he's given us. He gives us uh, the ability to get the job. So 10% goes to him and 90% he wants us to optimize that. Now that 90%, we have to optimize it to the point of what are we going to, um, what what are we going to plan for? And that's what it really comes down to, planning. Yes. Planning ahead so that when a rainy day does come, it doesn't derail you. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to get into. And I, I love your idea when you said the rainy, um, not the rainy day, but this, the rules of engagement. And when you say rules of engagement, is that engaging into the savings account that you built up? Or like, what is it? What, rules what is of engagement is basically you saying to yourself and writing down and posting up on your wall if you have to, that this is only what I'm going to use this emergency fund for. For us, it's housing, food, and transportation. Yeah. So I'm not going to touch it. At a minimum. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the number is yet, but whatever the number comes to, I'm not going to touch it unless it meets one of these things. It's kind of like a, are you talking about, it's like kind of like a um, break in case of emergency, like the glass. Yeah, and emer a yeah. similar mental yeah. example. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So what are, what are the recommendations to um, 
to get started? Well, first, I want to make sure people understand that emergency fund is different than savings. Mm, okay, go okay. ahead. So emergency fund is what we just talked about. Savings is like you're saving up for something, saving up for a car, saving up for a vacation. An event. An event, something yeah. that you know that's well, going to come up. It's like yeah. a known upcoming expense. Yeah. And you can have multiple types of savings. Emergency fund is just one bucket. Yeah, that's true. And it's for something that's an emergency. So then it would be like a, like a three-legged stool, right? So just imagine this. Okay. You have your finances like a three-legged stool, and maybe four once we in our baseline. Three-legged stool for our illustration. So one leg is just your, I'll say, your 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 checking account where all your income comes in and you spend all your expenses. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you're still not stable on one leg mm -hmm. on the stool. Okay. You need at least another one. Okay. One of them could be the emergency fund. Yes. Right. That that helps buffer for rainy days or unexpected expenses. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is savings, where you're saving up for, like you said, upcoming expenses, mm -hmm. um, vacations. Mm -hmm. Uh, things of that nature, things that you're striving for, but you're putting it off to the side to invest into your future. Yes. So you, if you have those three in a healthy, strong state, when you sit down and you and you rest on your finances, you you're, you're, you feel more secure and more stable. Yeah, just at a at a minimum, though. I mean, there could be other. There's legs. other. There's, I think there's other legs. There, yeah, there's definitely like other legs you could do investments. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah. But definitely want to make sure that emergency fund is i would say emergency fund is priority yeah because again if you lose a job or something like that you need to have you money are. to replenish that or if you don't have enough in your current budget you have other obligations that you have to pay for like for instance if you had a, a child in a private school or something you're going to need to pay for that or that your child could get unenrolled so it's very important to have that intact and again, emergency fund is personal to you. So you may say emergency fund is that example alone. Like I have to make sure that my child's tuition is paid yeah. because I need them to go to this school. Right. And I don't want to interrupt their learning. Yeah. I like that. So we've built ourselves uh, an emergency fund. And we do we have it in one account or what we do? No, we definitely have it in a separate account. And it's not just a separate account. It's in a separate bank. We do not want to have the freedom to easily transfer from checking to savings. Yeah. And, you know, that's when you get a bank account. They usually give you a checking and a savings. And it's just too easy to transfer it. So, it's you know, easy, we decided yeah. just go ahead and put it in a whole different bank account. Yeah. And it's over there. If we need it, we'll do the transfer that we need. <laughs> I feel like you got a story as to to your experience of when we had when we had savings and checking in one institution versus having it at another institution. Like, tell me when a, tell me a time when we had the this checking and savings in one institution and your feelings of security or insecurity versus when it's all separate. Are we talking about the tax situation? Yeah, I am talking about the tax oh, situation. Oh, yeah, the tax situation. Boy, oh, boy. Earlier in our marriage, you know, when we were younger Young, chickens. <laughs> younger chickens. I am not old, lady. Anyways, when we were younger, uh, 
married couple. There you go. We had a situation where Mr. Alexander, you know, he does our taxes. Well, he did our taxes. I don't do it anymore. And when we were waiting for a refund to come in, and I just kept asking, like, Jay, did we did we get the refund? He's like, no, it hasn't come in yet. It hasn't come in yet, right? And then one day, he said, oh, man, I put the money, I put the account on our tax refund to go into, to be our, the account that I listed was our savings account. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a savings account. Or, okay. Yeah. Only. But it, it just, it basically went to checking. And it was like, it was in one of those, it was in the same institution, but it didn't go to, I'll just say the names. We have Ally and USA. So our Ally is our emergency fund bucket, right? And so say we had it all going to USA and it was like, I just saw extra money for some reason. And it was like, oh, let me just spend it. So all that to say. You, you, I know there's people out there that have day, that experience. Ooh, one gosh. day. I was like, Jay, where's the money? And that's when he told me he put it in the wrong account. And I said, well, where is it? It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? I just, we spent it. I was like, I mean, this was like at least a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was a thousand. It was a couple. Well, that makes it worse. Babe. I know. Dang it. So, yeah. Lesson learned. You know, and but... With that, I wanted to get you to see, I want you to express a little bit, like, from your perspective, from a woman perspective, when you have your emergency fund, a separate institution, how does that make you feel? Well, it's not so much it being in a separate institution that is the thing for me. For me, it's more so just having it. Having an emergency fund is very important because I feel a sense of security and it's something that makes me feel like, okay, if something happens, we have money to pull from and we don't have to stress about our house. We don't have to stress about food. We don't have to stress about having gas. We don't have to stress about any other things that we decide for our rules of engagement, which could change at any time, by the way. Yeah. You know, life happens and you add things to that list of rules of engagement. And for me, it's just, it's peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. So does it, is it your peace of mind comes with a certain level of uh, the balance of the emergency fund? Well, now that we are more advanced in our finances, that number has definitely changed or that amount has definitely changed. But at a bare minimum, you know, when we were starting out, it was recommended, you know, between 500 and $1,000. And we still stick to that, you know, based off of the idea of, of a car insurance deductible being possibly Five hundred to a thousand dollars. I've heard of cases where it may be two fifty, but nevertheless, you want to have that as a minimum because that's the amount you're going to have to pay if you have an issue with your car. Mm -hmm. And over time, we have decided to build up. You know, one month, two months, three months, four, five, six months. Ideally, I would love, and I've told this to you before. I would love to have at least a year. But right now yeah, we're yeah we ain't there yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're at I think five months right we're now. Six. We're six. We're six there. Oh yeah. yay, we accomplished it. That was one of our. You see the inflection in her voice, right? So yeah. Well, the funny thing is, just a little story. Go ahead. 
last year, I, I, you know, we were talking about our emergency fund and I was like, Jay, I think we definitely need to get like six months in here. He was like, okay, I bet. And he put all the numbers in and he did all that. And then uh, he was like, we got six months. I was like, great. And then earlier this year, he comes to me and he's like, yeah, I think we're short. And, you know, just know that that three to six months amount is, is going to change based off of your income and your expenses. And so he was like, yeah, we need to add more to it. And so yeah, I'm we, excited because now yeah, we, we set that goal at the beginning of the year and now we're, yeah. we're there at six months. And I'm excited about that because I feel good. I still want to get to a year. But we have some other financial goals that we need to take right, care of right I, I, now. I want to say that I'm just confessing to the people. When you say, are we there? Yes, we are on track. Don't play with me, <laughs> No, we got like a couple more monthly payments. Maybe, maybe two more distributions. Two more distributions, but that's there. like a month. Yeah, yeah, something but like that. We have like a month, so I we have five months. It. Yeah, well, when we do our budget meeting at the end of the month, we'll... I'll, I'll give you solid numbers. And he knows I check. He may be an auditor by day, but I am an auditor by day and night. And she, you are the auditor for the Alexander family. Yes. So I will be checking. So we're talking about saving and it's probably like becoming like, oh, yeah, I know I need to save, but it's so challenging. What would you say to that? Like, what have we, what have, in your experience, helped people to get over that initial like challenge to save, like I don't have enough money to save or I don't even know where to start. Well, I think it's important to set a goal. For instance, if you say you want to have $1,000 by the end of the year, mm -hmm. right? But with that goal, you want to break it down into manageable steps. You don't think about this big number say, oh my gosh, how am I going to save $1,000? You know that that's your goal, but you, you break it down into bite-sized pieces mm -hmm. and you make sure that you look at you know how often you get paid how much how often you get any type of income or money and then you set a plan for how much money you will need to save on a weekly bi-weekly monthly quarterly basis however it goes and then you execute that plan mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it all starts with a dollar right and making it a priority in your budget so before you even list all your expenses set a goal amount for that month it doesn't mean that you have to when you set this plan i know i talked about deciding how much you you want in your emergency fund and then breaking down to bite piece bite size pieces you know one month you may be able to do 100 another month you may only be able to do 25 that's fine but make it a priority so that you are making sure that that goal is being accomplished mm -hmm. in the time frame that you have. If you yeah. have setbacks, just jump back on the bandwagon, yeah. but make it a priority. Yeah, and when you make it a priority, that helps you to execute, right? Going back to the goal setting, like when you have a goal of a thousand, make it meaningful, like tie it to something, like she said, your why. Mm -hmm. um, because that's why we tell, that's why we advise um, most of our clients, we use, we advise them to have a baby emergency fund. Baby emergency fund is five hundred to a thousand dollars because, like you said before, the car insurance deductible. The car is your probably your most valuable asset that you have, the the most valuable product that you have because it gets you to your job 
where you earn an income, which you use that income to spend for your living expenses. So if that car goes down, it's like a single point of failure. If that car mm. goes down, you are what they call SOL. Yes. That rainy day has come. Or yeah. you don't have to use public transportation you or to depend on other people for a ride. Yeah, but you know, some people, some people might job. be bougie. They don't want to do public transportation. Oh, yeah, we've definitely come yes. across. Yes, you know. Anyway, but if, if you got to get down to it, get down to it, do the transportation, right? Mm -hmm. But you get to see what I'm saying. I'm trying to show, like, there's you're counting the cost of something because you know what you're trying to tag it to, mm -hmm. right? I know this, this is my goal because it helps me ensure that I get to work if my car breaks down. Yeah. That's the goal. And, mm -hmm. and you having a goal, the, the, the dollar amount, but you also have your purpose and your why attached to it in one long statement so that when you go back to reflect on it, you need motivation. You can see it all. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, they got no money. We got no money. How do we get started? Like, how do we, how do you and I get started first to building up our emergency fund? You give me this look like you don't remember. I remember. Okay. I'm okay. Glad you I remember. remember. So I think one of the things when we were trying to get debt free, we already had some savings. So we put all that savings away. Uh, we had more than $1,000. Our goal was $1,000 because we was following Dave Ramsey. So we had probably like 10000 or something like that. And we spent we brought, we spent 9000 on our debts. And then something happened where we needed an emergency. I think it was a car. I think the car needed new tires. So we used the emergency fund. And so now we it was like $400, $500. So we're like half. We have to build it back up. And so we're starting over from scratch. And one of the things that I know we did was to get started was we start looking at what can we reduce? What expenses can we reduce yeah. to gain some, some extra freed up cash to go towards emergency fund? Yeah. Right? So that was all the way down to cutting the cable cord, our grocery list. And trust me, that was hard for Tiffany because she's a foodie. Well, um, I wasn't necessarily a foodie at that point. Early in our marriage, I was, so you only I was just learning like – I'll be honest, like when I got married, I was lost in the grocery store. Like I would spend hours in the grocery store because I didn't know where things were. And it doesn't mean I didn't grocery shop before, but I wasn't responsible for my meals. I lived with my parents and my mom cooked. I still had younger sisters in that house. So my mom cooked and I didn't have to cook. I really didn't want to cook either, but I, I cooked lightly. But in terms of the grocery store, like the whole layout of things, yeah, I was, oof, I was lost. So you're telling me that your foodieism has been derived from deprivation from the butt when our, in our debt-free journey? Like you're like, ooh, no, no, I no. can have all these options. No, Let me just go. I, I think I just started to try different foods and realized that a lot of food is good and it's, my palate just grew. Yeah. Okay. From chicken tenders and French fries and pizza that I still eat, by the way. To now shrimp and all this to other stuff. To now shrimp and curry and Thai. That's curry. That's curry. Oh, I yeah. Didn't. Okay. Or I guess Jamaican curry is an option too. But yeah, it's definitely expanded. My palate has expanded, and I, and as a result, my budget for food has also expanded too. You hear that, y'all? Yeah, my New husband level. doesn't like that, but New he level. benefits off of it because he sure likes it too. Yes. 
let's get back to it. <laughs> um, so ways you can save, like I said, reduce expenses. If you can work extra hours, do it knowing that it's going to be a temporary time. Like right now, mm-hmm. I took on a second job because I know we're trying to get somewhere mm-hmm. in our finances. And I know it's only temporary. It's rough. It is rough. rough but rough. it's only going to be for a short period of time. Yeah. So I can put in that sacrifice because that's one of the things, two things that's going to keep you on track when you set your goals is consistency. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent no matter what your number is. If you want to start small, like Tiffany says, a dollar or five dollars, that's is that if that's the amount you can free up, then that just do it every single week, mm-hmm. every single day, however long you have it. So the second thing is, I'll say it was two. Your why? Yeah, and your why? Your why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to also say some other ideas we have listed here. If you get some, your birthday's coming around, use that money. Yeah, holiday, holiday money, yeah. money from others. Random yeah. giving people. You Lump know. sums, bonuses, reimbursements. Tax refunds. Tax refunds. It's all about yeah. seeing the that opportunity. money. Seeing the opportunity mm-hmm. for, seeing it as an opportunity to save versus mm-hmm. an opportunity to spend. Yeah. I'll say that one more time. Seeing it as an opportunity to save mm-hmm. versus good. an opportunity to spend. Yeah. And once we have that switch... You'll get on the path to financial security much, much more quicker. Yeah, and and also remember, you can sell items to people you know yes. online, garage sales. We did we that. all have. We did that. A lot of things that we don't need, myself included. I'm looking at boxes in my living room that are full of things that I'm like, she I don't need sell. it. She could sell. I could sell it, but at this point, I'm just going to give it to somebody else to sell. And they can have fun with it because I'm tired of it. So consider the minimalist uh, lifestyle. I have at least a couple people that I know do that. And I'm I'm pretty sure they save some good money as a result. That's a good tip, Tiff. Consider the minimalist approach. Um, just think about it this way. You have multiple options to get there. So with that, I want to just recap. Listen. When you're trying to save, look for opportunities to save versus opportunities to spend. Mm-hmm. Work your look around your house to to sell and you know sell items or things like that. Set a goal and have a, your why attached to it. And once you set that goal and you break it down to like what you're gonna do per check, be consistent with it. Yeah, be consistent with it. And if you use it, build it back up. Right, build it back up. Yes. It's okay to use. It is, oh my gosh, we had some so many clients that were like, I had to use my emergency fund for my car. I was like, yay, great. And it was like, but I'm sad. I got to, you know, like, like build why it back sad? up. I was like, that's part of the process. Yeah. That's part of the lifestyle. You should relish in the fact that you were able to have that umbrella to cover you. Yes. And now you need to put the umbrella away and, and fix it up and, and get back to where you need to go. Exactly. It's, again, it should be, it should take you even shorter because now you've been through it once. Mm-hmm. You exercise that muscle. You exercise the muscle. So it's not going to take you that long. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So these same tactics that we're sharing with you can be used when you get to your savings, savings account. Yeah. Everything we've been just talking about was first emergency fund. Remember that emergency fund and savings are two different things. There are two separate things stools on the leg i mean two leg stools yeah Mm -hmm. so but when you get into the realm of saving for vacations or holidays and shopping like we are going to take on a cruise Mm -hmm. those we use some of these tactics Mm -hmm. to 
saved. Like I took on an extra job to get extra money so we could take on our milestone anniversary cruise. Yeah, and one of those reasons why we had to do that is because at one point someone took away. Well, you, well, you don't. You don't have to get into so, all that. You don't have to get into all someone that. Someone took away my vacation money, so we had a bucket for vacation, and it was just growing, growing, growing. It, but was and it for a good reason? I guess so. We got a house, but <laughs> and that's another thing. Like you may be saving for something, and then you're just like your priorities change. Your priorities change, and thank God we got it right. Like a week before the pandemic hit, yeah. we got our house, and. If we hadn't done that, we would have definitely been spending more on a house or still living in an yes, apartment. Yes, because the market went yeah. bananas. So it was delayed. Our vacation was delayed. But now we are going to, we built that up, mm-hmm. back but up. But that's part of being an adult. And now we can spend it again. And see, the part of being an adult, I think Dave Ramsey says this, you know, we, you can tell someone is acting mature or immature if they cannot handle delayed gratification mm, that's a good one delayed gratification and that's that compulsion to resist delaying our gratification mm-hmm. causes us to see opportunities to spend versus seeing opportunities to save mm-hmm. to save for our future to consider our future to the consider opposite of what you were talking about. right mm-hmm. to consider our financial security and mm-hmm. financial state of mind mm-hmm. our mindset is just just compartmentalized to just gratification gratification yeah. gratification mm-hmm. so you go to the club you go you, you spend on that gucci bag you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When when you have neglected your other priorities. Because they're not as gratifying. Yes. It's not gratifying to put $200 a month to the emergency fund mm-hmm. unless you make it something that is gratifying for you. Yes. So. Some people really like to save. Some people really do like to save. Like but those people, we're talking to those people. It could be some underlying can't. things to that. You That's know? true. But overall, when we talk, yeah, fear. <laughs> but overall, we're talking about a shift in your mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing things differently, seeing that there's hope and opportunity. Trust me, guys, there is hope. We've seen clients and even ourselves go from zero to a thousand within a year, mm-hmm. or less than or less than two years. It is possible. Yeah. People making like, oh my gosh, like twenty four thousand dollars a year, saving a thousand dollars. It is very possible. If we change our perspective mm-hmm. and do the things we talked about. So I hope this was helpful. I think it was. I think it was. We hope it was. We hope it was. <laughs> if you need further help, look, Wallet Coach has a online budgeting because you need to start with budgeting to see where your money is going yes. so you can know how you, if you need to increase your income or reduce your expenses or both. Or combination. Mm-hmm. So we have a, uh, a wonderful simplified budget out on our Instagram account at wallet coach, go there, download it. We also have an online course that kind of goes through these things as well. That uh, gives you a little more in-depth information. So that will be linked in our profile on Instagram at wallet coach. So just go to the bio, click the link and you have it. So we hope this again was helpful. Remember it doesn't matter what you make it's what you do, what you make. So if you change your mind, you change your wallet, you change your life. This is your boy, Jason Alexander and and Tiffany Alexander signing out.